And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Outoflimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, we welcome back to the show a renowned mentalist. This is a person who will teach you how to upgrade your brain and develop a supermind. Very powerful show. I think there's a lot of great tips and advice. Let us begin. It is a great joy to welcome back to the show world-renowned mentalist and author Jim Carroll. Jim also has a new podcast himself to talk about, but if you know anything about mentalism, Jim is one of the best. Jim actually has people from MIT looking at his style. Dr. Daniel Amen, who's a double board certified uh, psychologist, psychiatrist. So you don't, sorry, Jim, I screwed that up. Was it, Amen's double board certified psychiatrist? Psychiatrist. Okay, yeah. okay you yeah. know, I'll start again. Sorry. <laughs> it's going so good. Add three, two, one. It is a great joy to welcome back to the program world renowned mentalist and best selling author Jim Carroll, MIT. Dr. Daniel Amen have all been studying Jim's techniques. He is a cutting-edge pioneer in learning how the brain works and how to improve your cognitive function. Jim, welcome back to the show. It is a great joy and honor to have you with us. How you doing, buddy? You're, you're the best, Ryan. Thank you. You too. And website, jimcarroll.com. Jim, right at the top, can you just tell everyone about your new podcast that you have? Oh, I'm so excited about that. Yeah, the podcast, well, it's on your normal things like uh, Apple and Google and Spotify for the audio version, but but I'm also doing, it's also video. The video is what's priceless, the video of the podcast, Ryan, and that can be seen on jimcarroll.com forward slash podcast, and Carol is spelled K-A-R-O-L, jimcarroll.com forward slash podcast. And there should be six, I think six, and the seventh one's coming up uh, on on Friday. So there'll be seven podcasts up there already. So amazing. Some of the guests that I've had on so far, well, I had MIT on, one of the top scientists from MIT, Robert Jamian, you know, a neuroscientist. Neuro, I mean, this guy's like, I mean, just to be in a company of some of these people, you know me, man. I worked at a steel mill, man. I'm not supposed to be hanging out with all these you top Go to a steel mill. World. I love it. You're like what your fifties go to steal and you're selling Amon, and then you you start discovering the powers of your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. First of all, living in Allentown, like the Billy Joe song, living here now. That was me. That was I, he could have wrote that about me. I ended up working at the steel mill, barely made it out of high school, and and when I was down there, I lost my job, just like the song. And my wife was pregnant with our second child, and you know what it's like having little kids, and and. uh I lost my job. I'm like, oh boy, what do I do now? You know, and 
So I took her Avon account because she was pregnant and I took her clients, went door to door. I became the biggest selling Avon guy, probably the only guy. And uh, I, I think the women felt sorry for me or they liked my card tricks. And I became this performer across the country. And uh, then probably right around 50, as you know, I had that little heart problem. So I started doing the exercise bike and I took my deck of cards and just to keep from being bored, I would sit there and memorize my cards, you know, and I wouldn't get off the bike. I would discipline myself that I wouldn't get off the bike. So I, until I memorized a certain amount of cards and before you know it, I started memorizing the whole deck every, every time I'm on the bike and got it down to half an hour and 20 minutes and 15 minutes and five minutes. Now it's down to a minute. It's bizarre what your brain is capable of. And then I, then I started memorizing a hundred digits of pie every day. And I wouldn't get off the bike till I memorized a hundred digits of pi. And then I started memorizing Scrabble words and dates, all the dates. I went all the way back to like one AD. I could tell you the day of the week from every date. It's just amazing what your brain's capable of. And what, what happened was it was tapping into energy. I was tapping in, I was becoming energized. And, and after doing that for about 10 years, I go back to the doctor and my problems were gone. I, my first time you ever seen a reversal of an enlarged heart. I no longer had cardiomyopathy. So I, I'm like, well, what, what's happening here to me? And, and that's how I started getting to know all these brain doctors, all the neuroscience uh, scientists across the country and throughout the world. And before you know, they started studying me and, and I started studying the brain. And wow, now it's just amazing what had happened. It's amazing what the brain is capable of. It's yeah, just it's amazing. amazing what you were able to accomplish. And one thing I love that we've talked over the years is you always say that exercise your brain. And one thing that I've done is I've gotten I've had this app. It's called Elevate, and it is about memorization. It's all these different ways that you learn, right? But where do you? Is there a difference between becoming adept at taking a test, learning how to take a test, and actually working on your brain's cognitive function? I mean, do, do, is there a difference between that? Between that, do you think that sometimes people? just practice and become really good at taking tests or memorizing things because they're just learning how the system works? Is there a comparable difference between that and actually utilizing something to grow your brain? Well, exactly what you just said, grow your brain. Here's, here's what I found out. Cognitive fitness, all right? In fact, I call my whole program now Cognmental Intelligence. And I came, up with the, I came up with the name Cognmental because Cog for Cognitive Fitness and mental for mentalism because I was a mentalist and I did cognitive fitness on the bike. So I call it cognitive intelligence and exercising, exercising my brain on a daily basis, Ryan, it kind of like stimulates this thing called neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. All right. New connections with your brain. Neurogenesis is the birth of new neurons. And what happens is the birth of new neurons is it, it adds brain mass. Like my brain, my frontal lobe, parietal lobe, occipital, and temporal lobe, I have four times the mass as a normal person. And in brain, that's good. Unlike heart mass, heart mass is bad. Brain mass is good. So I I attribute this to the brain exercise and this whole regime that I call ESPN. And I'm not talking about the sports network. E for exercise, the brain and the body. You got to exercise both of them. It's amazing because now today, 
all these doctors, like I know, I know so many neuroscientists, neuropsychologists, doctors across the, throughout the world. And they're sending me all this new information now, like, oh my God, you were right. There's this new thing to discover now in, in rats that from exercise, it increases the brain mass and this and that. It's amazing. I knew all this stuff like over the last five years is it's bizarre. This birth of new neurons is so amazing. Okay, so, so, so what basically, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. So what it, what it basically does is the, the, the exercise in the brain is number one. That's E. Then the S is for proper sleep. So you, when you sleep, Ryan, it cleans out your lymphatic system. All right, it gets rid of all the toxins and all the crap out of your brain while you're sleeping if you have a good night's deep sleep. It's kind of like your brain's personal maid service. All right, so the sleep is extremely important. The P is the most important, in my opinion, of all. Positivity, positive energy, positive attitude, positive thinking. So you have the ESP and then an N. Dr. Raymond loves that because it's about nutrition. And, you know, as we both know Dr. Raymond, he's all about nutrition. So I call it ESPN, and it's as simple as ESPN. And it really works. It's, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm living proof of it. And, and now I'm showing others. And that's what my podcast is about. I have all these doctors on talking about it. And it's bizarre. That's, uh, that's awesome. I'm glad that you really appreciate you brought that up. You know, sometimes people go on a treadmill or they'll do an activity over and over again. I guess they become accustomed to it. What are some of the best? And I'm, the reason we're getting your attention is because it comes back to the first question about, you know, your brain maybe just gets used to doing something what are some of the best ways to challenge your brain every single day and challenge perfect your question perfect you. question because when i when i spoke at mit last they know i know as well as they know now uh that you have to challenge your brain see if your brain gets used to things like if i go hey Ryan, A, B, C, D, E, okay, that's great. I have a good memory. I can memorize the alphabet. So could you. We did a million times. Your brain gets used to it. So to challenge your brain, this is what I do, all right? And I call the routine neurogenesis. It's a card routine. You take a deck of cards, you shuffle them up, all right? The deck of cards, if you add up all the spots, ace being one spot, two being two, three being three, jacks being 11, queen 11, king 13, I mean, queen 12 and king 13 and the joker is one there's a total of 365 spots in a deck of cards any coincidence 365 days in a year there's two jokers in the pack in the pack 366 for a leap year there's 52 cards in the pack 52 weeks so i took this and i came up with a shortcut routine because you don't want to sit there and add up all these things in your head nobody could do that nobody's a unless you're a human calculator you know like Scott Flansberg or somebody like that. So what I did is I drop off. I only concern myself with the last digit. Like say you have, you want to add, you see a seven go by, then a three, that's 10. And then you see a two. Now you start over again. It's two. Instead of saying 12, you, you drop off everything except the last digit and you maintain a one digit count in your head with all the cards. Every time you come to a 10 card or a Jack, a queen, a King, you, you act like in blackjack, it's a 10 card. But in, in this situation, it would be a zero because you're dropping off all the digits but the last one. If you maintain that single digit count, by the time you get to the 51st card, say your, your count is five, that means the last card is a five because it'll, it'll always equal 10. And if you do that every day, 
it, 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 here's, here's what happens. It's going to help your brain as far as memory. It's going to help your math attitude. It's going to greatly, greatly enhance your focus, all right, because you have to maintain focus for all 51 cards or you'll never know the 52nd card. But here's the perhaps the most important thing of all. It stimulates neurogenesis and neuroplasticity because every time you shuffle those cards, your brain sees a totally different 52 set of cards. You will never see the same order twice in your life, Ryan. It's trillions and trillions and trillions of combinations. So that is what I would recommend doing if you want to challenge your brain. And I, I challenge my brain by, and I help wounded warriors and, and athletes and think people that, and seniors with memory issues by having a, a, a stopwatch. And I say, I, I tell them, try to do it under a minute. Remove one card, look at the other 51 cards for one minute and see if you can determine with this count what card is missing. All right. And that's kind of what I do. And you, and you try to get faster and faster and faster. I have, I have some wounded warriors that have traumatic brain injury that could do this in 40 seconds. Think about that, right? 40 seconds. They could look through the deck for 40 seconds and know what card's missing. It's bizarre. So it really works. It helps. And plus of all, it builds up your self-esteem as well, because now you're going to show your friends, hey, look at me. I can count a deck of cards. So you know what I mean? It's, a, it's the greatest thing in the world. That's and really I call awesome. it neurogenesis, the name of the trick. So. That's really awesome. Jim, in today's yeah. world, it seems that a lot of people are in perpetual fight or flight mode. They're always in this, a lot of it's stressful. I mean, it was always pretty bad before because of this whole corona thing. A lot of people are afraid. So what does fear and stress do to your brain? What is some of the impacts? Oh, it has my right? God. Wait, let me tell you something. The most important thing, as soon as you feel yourself like becoming stressed out, the first thing you have to do is try to calm down immediately. All right, you have to be aware of what you're doing. You have to be focused. I right? because I'll tell you why. Here, here's what. Here's what, well. First of all, positive thought. The the ESPN, it, that's like the key to turning stress into positive energy. All right, studies even show that Ryan. All right, uh, that that it exercise reduces stress in your brain and your body. Right, and it also shows that people that who exercise both mentally and physically, you know, it, it gets you like it gives you like a positive boost of like self-esteem and mood and everything else. So it helps you get out of stress. And here's what it does. Stress, it, it damages like virtually every kind of cognition that exists from memory, motor skills, executive function. It kills your brain cells, reduces your brain mass. It can make you sick more often. And you say during the COVID crisis, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? And, and when you're stressed out over a long period of time, it disrupts your immune response. Once again, COVID, you get the idea what I'm talking about? It disrupts your ability to sleep. And what did I tell you before? Sleep builds up the lymphatic system, all right? And you're disrupting it now, so you're keeping all that toxins inside you. And a lack of sleep also affects, affects your blood pressure, inflammation levels. It can make you depressed, all right? It just heightens all your negative memories and lowers your performance overall you know it's, it's but there are ways to relieve this all right it's, so it's how you show it please because I'm, I'm sitting well, here i'm sitting here taking notes yeah <laughs> oh no this is this is this stuff that i i'm telling you this is what i'm about this is what i'm made of this energy this energy just the positive energy helps you reduce the stress right and, and studies show that you can release stress by here a simple thing like your five senses right like smell like just just for example, like here, I'll give you an example of smell. Uh, that the the influence, the positive, powerful influence 
that the moods have, like, like, for example, like just by inhaling like a certain tea that you like, like jasmine tea or the aroma of it, and you just inhale it for five minutes, it actually slows down your heart rate and it calms your mood. All right. That's the smell. I like smelling flowers, perfume, like, like freshly baked bread or my favorite. My wife just made chocolate chip cookies today. Fresh out of it. It's just, mm, just the smell is good. It just gets me out of the mood. It, it, it reduces stress, believe it or not. Sight. Just going outside, seeing a clear night and a full moon or a blue sky in the daytime or a rainbow after a storm. It gives you this natural calming effect. And, you know, that's why people put plants in their office and at home, you know, it gives you like a more relaxing mood or, or just looking at your, your kids, Ryan, a family fo- photo album of your kids and stuff like that. It can do wonders for you. All right. Then you got the taste. That's another sense, right? Some researchers, I, I didn't have to hear a researcher find out about this. I know this for a fact. Dark chocolate causes your brain to produce these natural opiates, you know, like that. They, they dull your pain and boost your, your well-being. I mean, I, it works for me. The dark chocolate just does wonders for me. And and uh, while listening to music, right? Oh, my God. You, like listening to your favorite music, especially like when I'm working out. It like gives me like a like a tremendous boost. It makes me more positive, right? Or like now I'm sitting in a real comfortable chair while I'm talking to you, all right? Now if I wasn't talking to you, I'd be I'd be listening to like soft, relaxing music at, at night with my headphones or something that gets me relaxed and ready for sleep, you know? Or even like like a, like the sound of like wind chimes, birds chirping, whatever turns you on, you know what I mean? Whatever makes you happy. And it, it just, I don't know, that's, that's my opinion. And in touch, that's another sense. Hey, a simple touch from a loved one or, or hugging your kids, you know, big hug from your kids. It just does, just takes the stress right out of you, man. But that's what I'm into, stuff like this. It's, it's really cool. It's uh, basically awesome. really easy, right? You know what I mean? Isn't it all basic, simple stuff? It's just really, I mean, if you, one thing you don't want to do is watch the news. <laughs> you watch I, the news. This is where I, I, get, I, get the du- I get the double... <laughs> I have two computer monitors where I am, Jim, because I work in PR, yeah. and I'm I have to immerse myself in the news all the time because we're chasing comments every time there's a big breaking story. Like, I'm, yeah, like immersed in this crap twenty four seven. I've got to figure out a way to, to detach it. I think, it, and uh, I'm a person who's sensitive, so I absorb it a lot more. I guess, and uh, I don't know if I absorb it more than some people. But I definitely absorb it. But when you wake up in the morning. What yeah. does gratitude have an impact on your brain at all? Like, what would you say would be a routine that would be good for you? And another question I also have with that, maybe this is a two part question, yeah. is do you believe in the power of affirmations? Or is it kind of like if you believe it one time, you believe it strongly, you don't need an affirmation? You don't need to train your brain to, to accept something? You know, wow, that's a tough one. That. Yeah, it, it, it's it's up to it. Look, I believe everybody is different. Right? I I don't think there are no two people on this planet. Just like there are no two people with unless you're a twin with the same DNA with the same fingerprint. I believe your brain is the same way. Everybody's brain is different. You know what I mean? Just like I'm not gonna. I never lecture or talk about what you should or should not eat. Like dark chocolate and chocolate chip cookies are great for me, but for somebody that's diabetic or something that might be harmful, you know what I mean? No two people are alike. You got to find what works for you. What I do is I, another thing I came up with, I call it memitation, all right? Not meditation, memitation. Now, what I do is 
like I, what meditation basically is to me, it's, it's, it's what I do is I review previous memorized information. Like, like in fact, when I get off the phone, like tonight, I'll watch, I'll watch Perry Mason at night. I, I like watching Perry Mason. I like to figure things out. And then what I'll do is I'll sit here like in quiet thought and I'll focus and I'll take my couple deep breaths like you do for, me, for, for meditation, right? And I breathe slow, deep, you know, just take my time. And I concentrate on the air flowing in and out. I don't, don't want to talk too slow because I'll hypnotize you, but I talk, I, I, my air flowing in and out and deep from my gut, right? I guess. Take a deep breath and, and about, I do this for about three minutes and then I focus on a positive experience in my life. All right. I, do, I swear I do this every night. This really works for me. And then afterwards, I, I, I like, I'll review something that I previously put to my memory. All right. And now for anybody, it could be something simple. It doesn't have to be as dramatic as what I do. Like sometimes I'll, I'll review like uh, zip codes. All right. And I'll work my way across the country or I'll, I'll review the states and capitals as they were put into the union, like Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Georgia, Connecticut, Massachusetts, like that. Right. And it really relaxes me, but it, but it reduces the stress. And studies show that it actually lowers your cortisol levels, all right? But like I once got out of a bad mood by just memorizing the 50 states and capitals. I'm sitting here, I'm like, I was in a bad mood. I had a bad phone call, and I, you know, I was really in a bad mood. And I'm just like, Delaware, Delaware, Pennsylvania. I went through all it. By the time I got to Hawaii, Honolulu, I forgot what I was mad about. So it works for me. But like I said, every brain is different. Everybody has to find their own different thing. This meditation also triggers the release of, of a neurotransmitter called adenosine, all right? And it makes you tired and it promotes sleep. So I actually put myself, I get myself tired and get myself ready for a good night's sleep. Because people say, hey, all that activity you do with your brain, how do you sleep? And I sleep excellent. And the old adage, counting sheep, that really works. But I don't count sheep. I, I, I do zip codes. I never made it past Chicago. You know, I start off at the East Coast in Boston, you know, zero one, zero, zero one, and I go on. By the time I get to six oh six oh four in Chicago, I'm like I'm like in a day, I'm ready to fall asleep. I never made it to LA, you know. And it's just really bizarre. But that's what I do and I don't know, I think it's a great thing and it's but uh what do you do? What do you do to get rid of your like when you wake up in the morning, the first thing I do, Ryan, is the first thing I do in the morning is I take, I do that, what I talked about before, where I take my deck of cards, I shuffle them up, we move one card, boom, 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 boom. takes me about 30 seconds, 20 seconds, you know, sometimes quicker. And I go, that's a two of hearts, but I do the suit too. Boom, I turn it over to two hearts, good enough, I'm going, now I go eat breakfast. So it's the first thing I do in the morning is I do a memory thing to build up my self-esteem. It's like really, really cool. Like, yeah, it worked. And if I miss it, if I go two hearts and I turn it over to four spades, I got to shuffle them up and do it again until I get it right. But I always have to do it in under 20 seconds. It's like really bizarre. Jeez, that's so amazing. I, you have like an awesome routine. Yeah. You, you have an awesome morning routine because when I wake up in the morning, I am as useless as common sense on <laughs> world serious? leaders. I don't even function. My my time that I thrive is about one o'clock in the morning. It's part. It's like, yeah, I don't know what it is. My brain just it decides to turn on. It's uh, I'm I'm a no I'm a nocturnal being, but uh, I do wake up and I wow. do thank. I'm very thankful for my family for the health of my family, and uh, you know just, that's why I'd say gratitude. And that was Tim Ferriss. That's one of the things that he said. Is he said wake up in the morning, write down things that you're thankful for. I always have gratitude, and I try to do that whenever possible. 
But one of the things I wanted to also go into is when you are in a fight or flight mode, do you think that sometimes it's a good I it's a good thing for you to do that? It's a good thing to, to be to get scared. It's a good thing to, to get really excited to put your brain in there in order to, to get um, to keep things going. Because I know some people they maybe they want to live too conservatively. Maybe they they don't want to challenge themselves. And I'm not talking about a psychological perspective on this one, but mainly if your brain always stays stagnant and does not go to these high or extreme low places, are you putting a damper? on your brain's capability of not only expanding and growing, but being able to cope with an extreme circumstance in the same time and a circumstance that could be overwhelmingly enjoyable. Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting question because you, you're going back to, once again, what my special thing I, that, I practice, that I study is the neurotransmitters. And one of the main ones for what you're talking about is called epinephrine. Epinephrine is like, it's known as like, uh, it's, it's almost like adrenaline. It's in, and it, it's, that's what's in an EpiPen, all right? And your flight or flight, your, your flight or fight response is, is like associated with that neurotransmitter. And, and what epinephrine does is it widens your, it, it helps you with asthma and allergies and everything else. That's what epinephrine, but the flight or fight, you know, in my opinion, I like watching a scared. Yeah, I agree with you. I, you can't just be, in GABA mode all the time, if you know what I mean. You know, GABA is, GABA is like, you're calming, you know, you, you GABA calms you. It's a neurotransmitter that calms you down. And dopamine, when I lift weights, all the dopamine, you know, the loud music and the working out, all the dopamine gets going on. And, and, it, and then you got, then you got, of course, the main one is nitric oxide. That, that's the one that, that's the neurotransmitter, Ryan, that it dilates your blood vessels, lowers your blood pressure, increases oxygen flow to your brain. All right. And that comes from working out, lifting weights. And it also can come from this thing called epicatechin. Okay. It's something that's found in cinnamon, bananas, dark chocolate, tea, grapes, and red wine. So that's what I do from playing with all these neurotransmitters. You want to have a balance of all the neurotransmitters in your body. It's the person that has the balance that does well. And sometimes when you take these drugs and these I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to talk about which ones, certain prescription drugs and everything. It throws your neurotransmitters off balance. And that's what's screwing people up more than anything in the world right now. Or, or, or by, because their neurotransmitters are being thrown off a of whack. See, the, the people take these certain drugs and it's supposed to help. But you, once again, your brain gets used to it. All right. And it throws all your other real neurotransmitters off of balance because your brain gets used to the drug that you're taking and then you have to take more, higher doses. I mean, there are natural ways to take these drugs. Like, like say, for example, like we use an example, like, a, I don't know, name it, like acetylcholine, for example, all right? That's the one that has a huge impact on your brain and your memory, like low levels of acetylcholine. I, it, it causes like, they, they, they claim it causes Alzheimer's, CTE and stuff like that because you have this amyloid, plaque and it like it disrupts the production of your acetylcholine levels and stuff like that so people people want to increase their acetylcholine levels for example you, like caffeine and believe it or not like drinking a cup of tea or coffee it increases it and lifting weights and bananas and blueberries and chicken and cheese and eggs you don't have to take a pill you could take this stuff all right or like gaba you know gaba gaba is like the wounded warriors i deal with 
A lot of them have low GABA levels, low, low GABA. GABA is, GABA is like a major, how could I say? Like if you have GABA, I, I, I often wanted to like invent something called GABA T or something, you know, because GABA plays like a major role in reducing stress and anxiety, all right? And it's like known as your brain's own volume. It stands for gamma amino butyric acid. And natural GABA can be found in like oolong tea, cherry tomatoes, potatoes, berries, cocoa, you know, and that's like the best way to, to, to GABA, the GABA levels are like ESPN, you know, exercise your brain, sleep, that, that's your GABA levels. So that's what I like. I, I'm, I'm like excited about talking about neurotransmitters. Serotonin is another one. Serotonin with wounded warriors with PTSD, you know, it has like a major effect on your emotion, your mood, and your like low levels of serotonin. It's associated with this with this stress and PTSD and everything else. And if you increase your serotonin levels, it'll boost all your self-esteem, makes it feel less insecure and stuff like that. The positive belief, positive attitude, positive thought, that all raises your serotonin levels. So I'm a natural guy, Ryan. I believe in natural cures. Yeah, I don't believe in, in all taking all these hard drugs and opioids and stuff like that. It's just screwing up the public. It's screwing everybody up. I, uh, everybody up. I would never want to take it. I mean, I, it's just I never got an opioids. I, they don't connect with me. I don't. But hey, some people do it. Some people, you know, it works yeah. for them. I'll tell you one drug I took a long time ago. It was very beneficial, and that was MDMA. And that I heard of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, having the release of that serotonin. I mean, I've, I've used it medicinally. I also use it for fun, <laughs> but yeah. it was incredible. It was really had a profound positive impact. Well, once again, if you keep, if you stay hooked on it, I guarantee your brain will get used to it. Brain, you, you oh, can't I don't want to get used to it. See, yeah. The crash because yeah. the, the crash was so tough, and, I, and then it was taking five HTP yeah. in order to grow serotonin. Then I also realized something else too. When you're talking about natural, I mean, working out is it's fantastic. It's a rush. I love it. Are there oh, other things definitely. that? will produce serotonin or your brain to produce serotonin are there certain sounds that people can listen to does meditation help this exercise help? like what are some of the like three or four activities that you think or have come to know are excellent serotonin boosting activities well but like i said positive belief positive attitude positive thought that whole espn thing that i do is serotonin it increases your serotonin levels and then now, this is, once again, this is my opinion. I'm not a medical doctor, but I believe bananas, avocado, tomatoes, and if you could handle milk, like skim milk, but if you drink whole milk, that's fine, but I, I drink skim. Those four things boost serotonin levels. I eat bananas every day. Banana, I don't like avocado. My wife does, but I eat bananas and tomatoes every day, man. Bananas and tomatoes. Bananas, tomatoes, and dark chocolate. That's, that's like my three. That's awesome. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's what I discovered from playing with this stuff for the last that, couple of years. So it's so cool that you, work, you discovered you know? it. Next question I want to talk about is peak brain function. I really enjoy the work that Dr. Hart has done. Again, I always appreciate you introducing me to him and Dr. Amon, Daniel Amon. I found both of the works very fascinating. From your perspective, is there a point where the brain has a finite capability of doing cognitive functions? Does the brain have a finite ability of remembering certain things? We're not, we're not talking about the mind, like the mind being the, the spiritual component of the brain, but the actual brain itself. How, how far do you think can the brain go? Can the brain develop a capability of actually kind of correctly engaging the sixth sense 
or having the capability of engaging in telekinesis, which is something I've always wanted to do. So I'm just curious, from your perspective, where do you see the, let's say, the wall as far as the, 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 the glass ceiling as far as what the brain yeah, is trying to get All right. Now, going out of the box here a little bit, yeah. uh, like Jim does. Jim Hart's mm-hmm. way out of the box, and, and I am too. He does it with biocybernaut training. I do it naturally with my brain, and that's why we became such dear friends. And he's been trying to get me to do his biocybernaut training for many, many, many years to, to, to see what makes my alpha and beta and everything click, you know, and how I get into these things. But here's, here's what I I do. I mean, anybody that would visit Jim Hart, if you could afford to to do his biocybernaut training, that's the the technology way to do it. I mean, it'll it'll work, but if if you could do it naturally, I always think it's the best. So now, from doing what I do, from exercising my brain every single day, I mean, sometimes, I mean, I used to really be a fanatic over it, but now I'm down to, you only have to do a half hour, 40 minutes a day. I mean, to, to, to get to an amazing level, and you really only need 20 minutes. Who can't afford 20 minutes to work on your brain? So now what happens is, yeah, I, de- I found out that it takes you where no, no one has gone before, kind of, especially when you, when you go to sleep at night and if you, have a, if you exercise your brain right before you go to sleep and you have a real positive when I, this is for me personally. When I have a real positive attitude and a really good day, yeah, you kind of can go to those places that you're talking about, the stuff that you believe in, the out-of-body stuff and everything else. And that's – I push myself to there occasionally, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a, Yeah, we both talked about that a lot off, off of – off of the air, and it's you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the adaptation. I, I, I want to go there. Yeah. I, I really want to go there, and yeah. I, I'm trying to get out. That's like I mean, look, I, I enjoy Earth, I enjoy being here, but I also want to. I'm curious. I mean, like I'm stuck on a planet right now where most people I think are nuts. So I need to get out of the body. Yeah. I want to go travel around and see if I can come across some, you know, beings in the ash well, plane that are cool. And this is gonna this is gonna sound crazy, but but it's not. And Jim knows it's not crazy. Jim tries to get there to biocybernaut training and. And his yogis try to get there to meditation and everything else. And and you can get there if you really want to get there. And then there's a place. People, some people call it the Akashic Records. Some people call it other things. That place does exist. If you don't believe it, you're... I'm not going to say anything, but you, you, trust me, believe in it. I believe it. It's there. We've, we've done shows and, on the Akashic uh, Records. I want to go there. I want to find yeah. out who the hell is writing the chapter on 2020. <laughs> I feel like the person who's written the chapter in 2020 was taking drugs. <laughs> so. I don't know. Yeah, this is 2020. This is a weird, the weirdest year. Of my, I'm, a, I'm an old guy, man. I'm, I've been around 67 years, and this is the weirdest year of my life. Huh. Really weird year. I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know what happened here. The March 13th, the bottom just dropped out, and it yeah. didn't. It's no signs of anything. I don't know what's going on here, buddy. This is really weird. It's it's a weird time right now, and and uh, people being cooped up, and you know, throw a, all you need is a couple people in there saying the wrong thing, and it just stirs up more trouble. You know, that's how the brain. That's why I get into myself. You know, I get into my brain. I get into myself, and it gets me out of the moods and handles my. I handle my own stress, and if I sit here and watch 
Fox and CNN and all these news stations all day. I'll go crazy, man. That's oh, you got to turn that off. You got to put TV land on and watch watch uh, Beverly uh, watch uh, Leave It to Beaver <laughs> stuff. Like, <laughs> take take you back to the, the fun time. See, once again, that's that's what your your brain needs. That it needs that positive oh, positive exactly. stuff, and it gets you out of that. So, and it's, it's 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 really cool that you're studying this. I, I I admire what you're doing. I admire your radio show. It's really cool. It reminds me of Coast to Coast. Well, which I've been on 14 times since the day. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah George's awesome. Jim, can we possibly can we ask you two more uh, questions? Yeah, right. sure. One of them, thank you. Um, is how do you become resilient in a world that is going ever more? I don't know, a little, little off the rails. I mean, you're, you're very solid. You're a very solid individual. I've always considered you grounded, and you still maintain your composure and your sanity. And I'm, I thrive, and I always resonate with people like you. But how do you do it in a world when most of your family, most of your friends, most of your your fellow neighbors are just losing it? You know, it's a, that's that's so important of a question right now because, uh, like, suicide hotlines are up 800 percent you know me man i i told you about that one time i got a call one o'clock in the morning mr carroll from, a, from a, a veteran mr carroll i just had a gun in my head and i thought about you and this and this world's crazy right now and what you got to do is you have to well first of all there are a lot of hotlines out there if anybody ever gets like that there are a lot of hotline i have one on my website you can call the hotline they'll help you but but here's here's what i do you have to like jim hart will agree with this too you have to step out of time. That's what you and if, I don't know if you ever had Jim on your show. I think you did. Jim, next time you have him on, say, Jim, what Jim Carroll said, you could step out of time. What does he mean? You have to step out of time. You have to step out of this world and get into your, like I get, I could get into my own world real easy in my head with my memory and my practice and my working out. You have to get away from the world. You have to step out of it. And that's how you do it. You have to, if you keep, if, like I said, I know you have to watch the news and all this other stuff for your programs and things like that. But if if you just do that, eight, ten, twelve hours a day, you're gonna you're gonna go nuts in, a, in today's world. In today's world, the way it is, you have to step out and just read a book, watch a movie. You know, watch two movies. Me and my wife sometimes we'll sit here and we'll watch a TV show, and and if it's on Netflix, we'll watch all the whole. <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> you got to step out of it you got to step out of, away from this madness that's going on that's what my in my opinion that's what i do and that's what it's, it's some people have a jo job to make make it a little more difficult to do that and that's that's a shame but. okay and final question i have is what are two things that a person can do to enhance their capability of becoming more persuasive. And I say this with the intention that a person wishes to go in the world, become more persuasive, be a active force and warrior for peace, warrior for the light, warrior for good, and wishes to go about this way because I, again, I feel like we need people, we need warriors, we need people to stand up and just whatever power they have, magnify those efforts. So what can a person do let's say, all working on themselves, working on their brain function to become a more persuasive individual of the people. Again, the intention is to, to bring about light and bring about peace in the world. Well, in my opinion, 
the book that I wrote, Ultimate Memory Magic, actually has a chapter in there about that. It's amazing you said that because you didn't even know that probably. I have a book, Ultimate Memory Magic. It was it was uh, published by Macmillan, and it's uh, Barnes & Noble. I don't even know Barnes & Noble, but you can go in, you probably have to wear a mask. But it's on barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com. And uh, I I really, truly believe that this this cognitive fitness, this thing that I call cognitive intelligence, I think all the answers are there. And here's why. From doing this, I Mentalism is the exploration of the human mind and its infinite capabilities, all right? And if you get into that, you you would develop an ability to perform like extraordinary feats of the mind, kind of what you're talking about. I like I began from doing this one. This is known, you know me and you know this is true. I, be, I like began to develop this like extremely powerful intuition, all right, along with a few other uh, weird abilities which I call odd skills, ODD. And odd skills stands for observation and deception detection skills. Like observation is like the ability to like focus your attention on someone or something, you know, using your senses to gain information. And, the other, and it's like using your abilities to like accurate, you know, to read the clues that people send out. And then deception detection is more or less having the ability to like determine truth and integrity in a conversation. You become like a human lie detector. So these are, that's the step to take you to where you're talking about. And before you know it, you, you, you start developing these six and seven senses and you, it's amazing. It, it, but it all begins with the exercise in your brain. The more you exercise your brain, the more brain mass develops. Like I'll give you an example. Like, like most of your neurological dis- disorders, uh, your brain mass shrinks, your cognitive abilities diminish, and your brain age speeds up. Well, when you exercise your brain, it's the complete opposite. Your brain age slows down. Your brain mass grows, and your cognitive abilities go through the roof. And let me tell you something. Not only does your brain mass, I mean, not only does your brain age slow down, but in my situation, it reversed. And I have studies that show that. Like I'm 67, I have the brain age of a 39-year-old. So yeah, so that, by doing this, a simple thing like cognitive fitness and following this ESPN thing, you can do what you just talked about. I believe anybody has the ability to do that. I, I truly do. Especially a guy like you that really is into this stuff. You, know, you gotta let yourself go out of the box a little bit and, you know, but it's good for you. It's healthy for you. It gets you away from the madness of the everyday life that's going on right now. Yeah, I, I got to get away from it. I mean, I have this insatiable curiosity. And, the, and the, the upside is that, you know, always pulling new information. The downside is it's the uh, it's a sensitivity to it because, I don't know. But Mr. Jim Carroll, I want to thank you so much for returning to our show. Again, Jim is a world-renowned mentalist, the best in the world, and he's also a best-selling author. He's got a new podcast. Jim, can you please tell everyone where they can learn more about your podcast? Oh, the podcast. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. please go to it. You're, you're going to have a lot of fun because I have a lot of interesting guests coming coming up. I had a lot of interesting guests already, and one of them is General Linnington, one of the most decorated generals. Oh, my God, this guy is so awesome. Michael's awesome, and he, he happens to be the president and CEO of the Wounded Warrior Project. That podcast was really fun. Elaine Rogers was a is the president and CEO of USO Metro, and she's been the she's been there since Bob Hope, 
And some of the stories we talk about on a podcast, I had Robert and Jamie from MIT on it, Dr. Dewey Lee. I think you had Dr. Dewey Lee on your show once, didn't you? I think no, you did. I haven't if had you did, you got to get him on. Like oh, yeah. he's awesome. The guy's the most awesome doctor. Yeah, so it's a lot of cool, a lot of cool. Today I had Tony Lobianco on, and and uh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun on here, and, and a lot of great guests uh, coming up, and and like we talked about on the phone, I'd like to get Mick Foley on. That would be awesome. Having Mick Foley on there, a great guy. Yeah, we could do some. Yeah, we would do some physical stuff yeah. on there. Mick would love my bear traps and bending the spikes oh and everything because that's what's cool about visual, you know. So. You know, speaking yeah, of the Bears, Jim Carroll, K A R O L, yeah, yeah. JimCarroll dot com forward slash podcast. Yeah. Jim Carroll forward slash podcast. Yeah, you've done amazing stuff, so we'd love to see it. Jim, really appreciate it. Appreciate uh, learning from you. You're a dear friend, and uh, it's an honor to have you with us again today. Like, likewise, Ryan. Thank you. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits Minute Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our awesome guest and dear friend Jim Carroll. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Constance Dellis, Ms. Lisa McGarity, and our associate producer, Ms. Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Minute Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take care, and thank you so much for listening.